Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Facts or Facts podcast. Today, we're doing a recap of week one minus the Broncos versus the Seahawks, which is tonight. That is the Monday night game, which I personally don't think is going to be much of a game. I think the Denver Broncos are going to kind of take care of business in that. I think Russell Wilson is looking for an opportunity to lay it on his old team a little bit. Um, I think the Denver Broncos have had a solid defense for a while now, and they've been missing a potent offense, specifically a potent quarterback. I think they have that now. I think they're going to let the running backs go hog wild, and I think that Russ is going to end up having probably a couple hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns. That would be my guess, especially with that defense in Seattle kind of being diminished over the last five years. Look for the Broncos to take care of business, which leads me into the AFC West as a whole. Listen, one of the most impressive wins this weekend, if not the most impressive win, uh, was definitely the Chargers over the Las Vegas Raiders. And I know I'm somebody that loves to troll the Raiders just as much as any person in the NFL does. The Raiders have been just terrible for so long. Um, I remember their last Super Bowl. I remember watching that Super Bowl when they got waxed by Tampa Bay in 2002. And they have just not been good since then. They've had a lot of losing seasons. But guess what? They are the real deal this year, okay? I know that I know that Derek Carr had his fair share of turnovers yesterday, but Devontae Adams looks like Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs was running like crazy. Darren Waller was catching balls. The defense is going to be okay. They held a very, very good Chargers team to 24 points. Having said that, the Chargers decided to charge her a few times. Some bad play calling on third down, I thought. Like, who runs a slant route with with three yards to go, who runs a five-yard slant route to Mike Williams? I mean, I do that in Madden, and I'm not an NFL coach getting paid millions of dollars to do that, okay? That was just a terrible, terrible third down call at the end of the game there for the Chargers. I think that Justin Herbert's going to be – and he's going to end up being one of the top three to five people for the MVP, I think, at the end of the season. I think the Chargers had one of the best wins. I know it was a quote-unquote home game, but anybody that watched that game – to tell you that it looked like it was an away game. All right, Raiders fans travel. Everyone knows that. There's tons of Raiders fans in L.A. And uh, that was a really, really good win for the Chargers. They got a big game coming up this week against Kansas City. If they win that game, they go 2-0 and in the division. I think that just, it doesn't seal it for them, but that goes a very, very long way to winning that division and getting a good seed in the playoffs. Speaking of Kansas City, they just beat a... Arizona team that, in my opinion, is going to be the bottom feeders of their division with the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think the uh, Arizona Cardinals are any good. I think their offense is anemic, uh, especially without DeAndre Hopkins, which makes sense. I think James Conner needs to get way more involved. <clears throat> their defense is diminished without Chandler Jones and without J.J. Watt, who is out. Um, I, I think I think Kansas City is obviously a good team how good they're going to be against an actual playoff team it, you know has yet to be determined but as long as Patrick Mahomes is slinging the rock to Travis Kelsey and those guys look their play calling is fantastic okay everybody makes a big deal about Tyreek Hill and I made a big deal because he's such an improvised um, escape route for Patrick Mahomes but wow is their play calling way better than a lot of other teams. Look, I watch the Chargers, and I love Justin Herbert, but their play calling is not anywhere close to the level that the Kansas City Chiefs have offensively. So the defense is going to be just fine. 
Obviously, losing Tyron Matthew doesn't help. I think that might hurt them when they play actual offenses rather than the JV team they played yesterday. Um, but the Kansas City Chiefs, look, the AFC West is the deepest division in football. Everybody knows that. I think they're going to get a lot of wins outside their division, and it's just going to be a slugfest like you saw between the Raiders and the Chargers yesterday. It's just going to be a slugfest in the division. So that's the recap to the AFC West. Um, let's talk about the most impressive win of the weekend. Look, the Chargers, I think, you know, had, if not the most impressive, you know, the second most impressive win and the most impressive win for two reasons. One, who they beat and two, by the amount of points they beat them was obviously the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, front runner for MVP for a reason. The Buffalo defense um, held up very, very well. I think they're going to be a top five defense easily in the league again and with that offense which will obviously be a top five offense um they're gonna they're gonna cruise i think most of this year uh they just showed how dominant they could be going on the road and just absolutely pile driving the rams and let's talk about the rams the rams are probably going to win their division we saw how bad the niners looked in the swap to be fair it was very, very rainy. It was very messy. It was not indicative of how the Niners will be able to play when it's nice weather, when it's an indoor place. So you can't really count that against them. Trey, uh, Trey Lance had some some really good moments, and I think that that actually surprised me personally. Um, I think that you're going to see the Niners win a lot of ball games, specifically for the defense, obviously. But if Trey Lance can make a few plays here and there, the Niners are obviously going to be in the running to win that division. For some reason, they always have the Rams number. Um, but they are going to have to play stout defense against that Rams team. I think that the Rams, you know, it showed that Stafford's arm had hurt for a little bit. And, uh, and we'll see how that division plays out. Look, it's going to come down to the Niners versus the Rams in that division. It's a super weak division. It went from the best to the worst or one of the worst very, very quickly. It's obviously not as bad as some other divisions, um, specifically the NFC East, um, which speaking of, wow, did the Eagles look good offensively? Okay, look, I know they gave up 35 points defensively, and I know their offense kind of stagnated, but... I don't think um, the play calling was great in that game down the stretch for the Eagles. I think they kind of let their foot off the gas a little bit, and I think that really showed. Uh, the defense is, is good. They have some playmakers for sure on the defensive side of the ball. The Cowboys are obviously out, so it's the Eagles' division to lose. The Giants are not going to win anything. The Commanders, uh, well, I mean, their name is the Commanders, so they're a joke. Um, and... Uh, and, and the Cowboys, I mean, look, can we talk about the Cowboys for a second? Look, they weren't a great team coming into the season. I know Cowboys fans will kind of hate on me for that. They weren't a great team coming into the season. They lost a lot of guys offensively. Their defense is obviously good. Um, they bend. They bent a lot last night, but they didn't break. They only gave up one touchdown. I know they gave up a lot of yards, a lot of Tom Brady drives. Um their defense is going to have to keep them in games this year. And the fact that they're on four primetime games this year, four more primetime games, we need to flex them out because nobody in their mother, nobody in the world wants to watch the Cowboys with Cooper Rush as their quarterback play. Not even Cowboys fans want to watch that. Honestly, ask Cowboy fans if they want to watch Cooper Rush be quarterback for the next six weeks. Nobody's going to want to watch the Cowboys play over the next six weeks. All right, Cowboys tickets just got cut by literally 75% over over one play, basically. All right? Nobody wants to go watch them play without Dak Prescott. 
People pay to watch the offense. Their defense is great, but people pay to watch the offense. And with Cooper Rush running that offense, which already only put up three points with Dak Prescott, nobody's going to want to watch that team. And I know that they played a very good Tampa team. Tampa looks like the best team in the NFC. Obviously, you got Tom Brady. We'll see how Chris Godwin. That really killed them in the playoffs. That's the only reason they lost to the Rams last year in the playoffs. They didn't have Chris Godwin for that game. Julio Jones looked good. Um, Tampa Bay on defense, obviously, just absolutely stifled. Uh, the Dallas offense and you know again we're not expecting a lot from Dallas the rest of the season so we'll see how Dak looks when he comes back but I would you know we're not expecting to see him for at least six weeks I would say uh, <clears throat> another team that kind of uh, surprised me yesterday and this is this is my overreaction Monday so welcome to overreaction Monday this is the fun one uh, the Colts ended up tying the Houston Texans okay they tied the Houston Texans. Davis Mills, again, Davis Mills, I think, is the guy that flies under the radar. He's going to end up winning a few games this year for the Houston Texans if he stays healthy. He looked really good last year, obviously. But we'll see uh, We'll see how the season plays out. My overreaction Monday is, are the Houston Texans the team to beat in the AFC South? Question mark? I mean, look, they tied the Colts. They didn't beat them, but they tied them. And they looked like they were going to win that game for a while there. Uh, they absolutely could win that division. The Colts are my pick to win that division running away, not even close. But, man, with their performance yesterday, I know it's week one, obviously, so it's overreaction early in the season. But uh, I'll still take the Colts to win. But my overreaction Monday for everybody else is, are the Houston Texans the team to beat in the AFC South? The Jags looked much improved. I think Doug Peterson was the higher of the century. And the reason I say that is because he's not Urban Meyer. Um uh, <clears throat> And Trevor Lawrence, look, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to improve. That offense is going to be much better. The defense is going to look fine. Uh, I know they didn't show up great against the Carson Wentz-led commander's team yesterday, but uh, hopefully they could kind of make a few plays and just improve. Look, they're not going to win six or seven games this year, but if they can win four or five and look good in a few games, then, then that's all they're going to need. I think it's just a step in the right direction. They're going to be a top three to five pick anyways. Everybody knew that coming into the season for next year. Um, it's just kind of going and get a couple more picks next year and, and just keep improving that young team. Uh, as far as the Titans go, wow. Disappointment of the season so far is the, the Titans. Losing A.J. Brown, in my opinion, was the biggest loss um, because I think he was the most important part of that offense. And I, so I know that Derrick Henry plays on that team, but I think everybody will tell you that would play on that team. Having A.J. Brown as a weapon is invaluable to open up Derrick Henry and the run game. Um, And without A.J. Brown on that team, you're going to need some other wide receivers to step up. It's the same thing that the Packers are having on offense right now. They're struggling without Devontae Adams. You can't just lose lose the best wide receiver in the league and expect to just pick up and just keep going. That's not the way it works in football. Um, so I think AJ Brown for the Titans was a huge loss. We'll see how the Titans bounce back. Obviously that defense can play, um, but you lose to a bad New York team. I mean, I'm the person that's famous for saying we should just get rid of New York football. It's embarrassing. Uh, the Jets speaking of what an embarrassment of an organization. I love their young players. Don't hear me wrong. The team is bad, but they have talent. Okay. The team is terrible, but they do have some talent on that team problem is that the talent doesn't know how to win yet at the NFL level. And that's not saying it like that's not a diss because guess what? There's a reason that, you know, teams win every year. It's like 
they have guys that are leading them that are grown men that know how to win in the NFL. And the guys on the Jets just don't know how to win yet. So in three three or four years, they're going to be really good. But right now, they're just not. They're a bad team, man. Offensively, look terrible. Uh, defensively, giving up lots of points. Obviously, they played the Ravens. I understand that. They played a really good defense. You know, the Ravens are healthy. They're going to look really good this year. They're probably going to be fighting with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Steelers to win that division. And speaking of, wow, did that game just... Look, everybody's going to talk about the missed field goals in the Steelers versus Cincy game, and I think they're missing the bigger picture. Cincinnati offensively looks really bad. Offensive line, wow, does it still need help. And defensively, the Steelers look like the best team in the league. And that's saying something because there were some really good defenses out there in week one, or at least ones that looked really good. Obviously, you had uh, the Bills defense and what they did to the Rams. You had uh, the Bucks defense and what they did to the Cowboys. Um, you had, obviously, the Ravens defense, but they played the Jets, so that doesn't count. It's like playing a JV team, okay? Um, so, look, the Steelers defense, it's going to be just that, okay? The Steelers defense is going to be the thing that has to get that engine turning every single week, week in and week out. If they end up missing TJ Watt for a significant portion of the season, that is absolutely going to be devastating. Having said that, even without TJ Watt, they're still a really good defense. Cam Hayward looked like arguably one of the best defensive linemen in the whole league yesterday. He really did. The defensive uh, backs, I mean, Mika and all the rest of those guys on the backside look very good. Um, look for them to be uh, fighting for contention in that in that division. The Cincinnati Bengals really worried me. Okay, look, they got better in the offseason, and yet their off- offensive line looked like it stayed the same even though they got better. I don't understand how that works. On paper, they got better, but they got worse. You know, they gave up, what, six or seven sacks yesterday. Pretty much picking up where they left off in the offseason or in the postseason last year. Uh, way, 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 way too many sacks. Way too many times Joe Burrow was pressured. And uh, and Cincinnati really worried me yesterday. I mean, losing to the Steelers, okay, that's fine. But losing to the Steelers at home when you have your team coming back from the Super Bowl that all look very good. Um you know, and you you picked up some pieces that made your team supposed to be better. That's that's very worrying. Okay, that's that's very worrying. All right, <laughs> one team that looked great yesterday, um, and maybe it was because of their their headlining one of the best wide receivers in the fo- in all football was the Minnesota Vikings. They get a new coach, and all of a sudden their offense, you know, Justin Jefferson just going after him. And the Green Bay Packers, all I heard about this offseason was, look, they lost Devontae Adams, but their defense is really good. Um, No, their defense did not look good. Justin Jefferson on multiple, multiple throws had no one within 10 yards of him. 10 yards, okay? And I'm not the guy that's going to say, look, if you put me out there, I'm going to catch all those balls. But seriously, like I was an athlete, you know, I played some college basketball, but my goodness, all right? You cannot leave one of the best wide receivers in all football open by 10 yards on three or four throws. Like, go back and watch the game. There were three or four times they threw the ball to him. He didn't have anybody within 10 yards of him. And that's not just because he was running past guys. Like, literally, it was just miscommunications. You cannot have that on the defense. Obviously, they'll sew it up. We saw what happened with the Green Bay Packers last year. They lost to the Saints. They got blown out like 35-3. to And then they came back and rattled off 13 wins in that season. 
They're going to be just fine. Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, defense will get it sewed up. They'll be just fine. Uh, but, man, the Vikings, I think I think that showed that, you know, they could play. And uh, we know the Bears are not going to be any good. We know the Lions are going to be kind of feisty, but they're not going to be any good at the end of the year. Uh, it's really going to come down to who wins between Green Bay and the Vikings. And the Vikings winning yesterday uh, goes a huge, huge way to winning that division. And uh, and I think the Vikings, you know, look, if Kirk Cousins can he puts up numbers every year. That's the reason he gets paid. The problem is, is that he can't win in primetime games. So if he can win a couple of those primetime games, which hopefully they'll flex out some of the uh, some of the the Dallas games and put in and put in the Vikings or something, because man, that offense was fun to watch yesterday. Um, <clears throat> that could that could be that could be a challenge for Aaron Rodgers. Last year they lost to the Saints. This year losing to an in in division that that could really hurt them going towards the playoffs getting an overall you know top two seed especially with the way they played yesterday we'll see if they could bounce back going to the nfc south look baker mayfield couldn't get a win against his old team he played okay nothing spectacular um but i think that's baker mayfield in a nutshell everybody gives baker mayfield a hard time he had one good season his and he's had four new coaches um Everybody makes it seem like, man, he should be fine. The reality is he played last season hurt, okay, on his on a shoulder. Uh, playing in the NFL hurt is not the easiest thing to do. He didn't play well last year. I chalked that up to playing hurt. He's had one healthy season where he actually had an offensive coach. And the one season that he had, he won 11 or 12 games. I can't remember. And he won a playoff game going to Pittsburgh and winning and actually playing well in that game. So, look. Everybody's got Baker Mayfield hate. As a rookie, he didn't play amazing, uh, but he had a coach that didn't love him. Then the next year, he got a brand-new offensive coach and a brand-new head coach. You know, he played a little bit better, and then the next year, he, he had the breakout season. So, And then the next year, he got hurt. So it's hard to it's hard to really evaluate Baker Mayfield um, just yet. I think, I think they're going to be okay. Offensively, I don't know what they're going to look like. They played – look, they played a very good – defensive team in the Browns. Um, the reason I call them a defensive team, even though they have some offensive weapons, is is Jacoby Brissett. He's the big question mark, right? It's like Trey Lance in San Francisco. They got a good defense. They got a couple of good offensive weapons. But who knows how good that offense is going to be with the quarterback situation they got. <coughs> Excuse me. I am fighting a sickness right now. That's the way I sound right now. So apologies for that. Anyways, that's my pretty much my, my wrap-up of the NFL Week 1. It'll be curious to see how Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos play tonight. Although I don't think this is indicative of how the season's going to go because they're playing the Seahawks. And, well, the Seahawks are not going to be a great team this year. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to take this win with a grain of salt. Although if the Denver Broncos look bad, you know, that's going to be interesting to see what they kind of look like. Um, but it's week one, so overreactions are everywhere, right? I mean, after week one, we can pretty much give Josh Allen the MVP. After week one, we can pretty much write off the Packers. After week one, we can pretty much crown the Houston Texans the winner of the AFC South. And uh, none of those things are true. So um, I know we didn't touch on the Falcons and the Saints. That game was just so interesting. The Saints end up pulling it off. I really thought the Falcons were going to win that game for a minute there. They actually looked like they had it They had it in hand. But just when you think that you got it, you know, it slips away. Isn't that the NFL in a nutshell right there? 
<coughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in. I will do a weekly wrap-up uh, again next week. I've been told that I need to do some predictions, so maybe on Thursday morning I'm going to do another one. Uh, maybe I'll do it like every uh, twice twice a week. I'll do a recap on Mondays, and then Thursdays I'll do my predictions for the weekend. Let me know what you guys thought. Let me know what the overreactions are, and I will talk to you guys in the next one.